Hello and welcome to the Master of Mediocrity. The brothers are back. Max Kesslering, Fraser Kesslering. Fraser, how you doing? Doing well. I mean, not well, but uh, I'm living, you know, yeah. living my best life. Yeah. When you ask someone that question in 2021, most people's answers will be hanging in there. That's yeah. how I feel like I am this week after the Super Bowl. I'm hanging in there. I usually tell people it's just Groundhog's Day. Like, it's just kind of the same day every day. But it's yeah. chill. My life's great, so I can't complain literally at all. Um, yeah. The only thing we can yeah, complain is about is Groundhog's that, Day-esque. The only thing we can complain about is that Super Bowl. That Super Bowl was boring. It was and boy, was I trash. wrong. Boy, was I wrong. Whew. It was straight I trash. We, I thought it was going to be close, too. That Bucks D is way better than we thought. Huh. Way better than we thought, I guess. And that that Chiefs O line was way worse than we thought, and way worse than we talked about. Holy, I saw. Holy, I was listening to something. Mahomes was pressured twenty nine times. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's every time. That's like every other drop back. Yeah, and it wasn't like he or was like holding on to the, the ball for back. too long. It wasn't like he was holding on to the ball too long. It was that there was literally no time every single time. They had more hurries than he had completions. Jeez. That's brutal. Yeah, 29 hurries, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 29 so hurries, only 26 completions. Oh, my gosh, that's disgusting. So, yeah. Um, so, let's just break down this game. Um, let's talk about both sides of the ball. And then uh, we'll talk about, like, Tom Brady legacy stuff. Um, so yeah, let's start with your, your biggest takeaway from this game. What was the number one reason that the Bucks won? Was it the defense? It was absolutely unequivocally the defense. They held the most prolific offense to nine points that if, if someone were to have told you that the chiefs aren't going to score a single touchdown in the Super Bowl. Right. I don't know what the odds are on that. We'd have to call Joey back up to, to figure <laughs> that out. But I, I bet if the odds were okay, so Chiefs not to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl would probably be a plus twelve thousand. You know, it'd be like twelve to one odds so that they don't twelve hundred. You know, yeah, twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah, twelve. Yeah, plus twelve hundred. It'd be like twelve to one. I, I don't know. It, it would be something crazy like that. No one would expect there not to be a single touchdown scored by the Chiefs. Yeah, and Tom Brady didn't even do too much. I mean, he was did just enough. He was very competent, exceedingly competent in Super Bowl. He he did exactly what he always does. I mean, that offense was clicking as far as you know they could move the ball when they needed to. The run game was great. Um, his average completion was 6.9 yards. Um, and, and that's, you know, the Tom Brady offense, but it's unstoppable. So I don't really know what to say at this point. He, he is the GOAT. I don't yeah. really, I, I just don't know what else to say. I don't, it, it's weird. Cause like when you watch him play him, it, it was nothing special, but he, I feel like that besides the, maybe the Atlanta game and, and a few others, I don't know. It just felt like the 
he he did great. You know, nothing against Tom. You know, he had three touchdowns, no picks. Um, efficient with the ball. That offense moved well. We call it a clean that, that's game. It. That's a clean game. You know, not a lot of fiddle faddle. Just solid. They could do whatever they want. Yeah, they could do whatever they wanted against the Chiefs. They yeah. ran the ball, you know, pretty well too. Um, they ran it for over 150 yards. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, 16 rushes, 89 yards. Ronald Jones, 12 rushes, 61. So, um, I guess under 150 you know, by a couple, but those are yeah, mostly 145 meals. yards yeah. and uh, you know, 4.4 yards a carry. So you you add that plus Tom Brady in an offense not making any just playing mistake free football, which is what he does. Um, so good for him. He, he's the greatest. He, uh, it, it pains me to say that, but you can't argue it anymore. Yeah. And the chief side of the ball, the biggest thing that I think that lost it for them was as we stated before that offensive line and the hurries, um, they were running the ball actually pretty well when they had the opportunity. I did say Clyde Edwards Hilaire was going to do decent and he had nine rushes for 64 yards. That's a really good game. Um, they were begging him if to they run gave the, the whole time. Yeah, they should have. You know, if they started the game off with a little more running, I, I think it could have gone better. If they established a run more, they had a better shot away in that game. Uh, Kelsey still ended up with 10 receptions of 133 yards, but all the receivers were not playing as well as they have in weeks past. They had a few drops that were pretty critical. Um, Mahomes is getting pressured way too much. They're playing from behind a lot of the time, and their best – uh, asset would have been if Clyde Edwards Lair could have had a, a bigger game and a bigger opportunity in this one. Um, he was playing well, in my opinion. Yeah, they were playing from a deficit the entire game. Um, you, at the end of the half, what they did were before the before halftime was inexcusable. It's you know Packer esque. Um, can't <laughs> give up those. I thought the first one was very clearly pass interference. And I think the second one should have been an uncatchable ball. I agree. Tyron Matthew, the Tyron Matthew PI in the end zone was outrageous. Not was, I mean, it went through the uprights, right? I don't think that's pass interference, but the one before that was very clearly pass. Right. I mean, yeah. And I I guess that's the next thing I was going to say is just what hurt the Chiefs on defense where they gave up so many penalty yards, 95 penalty yards in the first half, I think is what it was. That's crazy. You're be like, you're beating yourself at that point. I mean, you can't do that. They had that, the, what was there? There's a, wasn't there a five yard penalty on a punt or something? They gave him a first down or no, it was on a field goal. It was yep. on a field goal. Field goal in the first offsides. Half. offsides. Line up in the neutral zone. How you literally just have to move back an inch. It's literally it. you're not gonna block it. Like what are you gaining by that? What do you an inch? Sometimes that's what I don't get. It's like, yes, a block would be massive, but do you know what's even worse? It, it's kind of like the you gotta yeah. benefit you gotta do a cost benefit analysis. Yeah. What are you gaining? What are you potentially losing? If you fuck up and are offsides. That is way worse. <laughs> way worse than letting way up the field worse goal. to give Tom more chances with the ball, fresh set of downs, now on the what 30 yard line. So um, stupid. You can't do that. You, you can't play, you know, the same thing. The Packers did the same thing a week before. You can't play, you can't have mistakes against Tom Brady. Yeah. You, you just can't. He he makes you pay every time. I do think some of the calls were BS. I will agree with that. Like I some don't... of them were. I don't think I've ever seen an uncatchable ball called ever. It's never been called in the history of calls. 
but it's cl- it's clear on some of these. You're like that is so high. I've seen uncatchable ball before. I, I haven't I haven't seen really? it called. Oh no, not in a while. Uh, they haven't not called in a that. while. Not they because that was that that one on Tyron Matthew. That was in the first row. I mean, that, that was, was bad. Crazy uncatchable. There was no way he was getting to that. That didn't um, lose them the game, but that was a bad call. And I would argue even the one on Mike Evans earlier, you could have also said uncatchable. I'm, you could have said uncatchable, but, but looking he back have, at the replays, you, you can't give him that. Also, you, don't put your arms out. Let you let let your face hit the ground, dude, or whatever, because you just if you didn't put your arms out, I don't think it would have been a penalty. He wouldn't have caught it. Why is there not every team plays for the field goal? Why are they not playing? to not give up a touchdown. I would much rather see them put up three points in seven. Right. Packers did it wrong. And, you know, the Chiefs did it wrong. They were playing. And lots of teams do that. For them to be as aggressive as as the Bucs, as aggressive as they were, I mean, Brian Leftwich called an awesome game. Yeah. He he called an awesome game on offense. I do wonder how much Tom Brady had to to do with that. I bet you he yeah. had a lot to do with the plays they called. I, I would imagine that there is a fair amount of collaboration between them. Um, it, it really, a lot of it stemmed from after the bye week um, you know, Godwin had early injuries. Um, so did Mike Evans. And then they picked up Antonio Brown, you know, Leonard Fournette was another later season um, signing. Uh, they had the pieces. Why? So here's a question for you. Why didn't we see the Bucks winning this game? I thought no they had a, no. I, I thought they had an opportunity to possibly win it after thinking about how bad the Chiefs' offensive line was. But I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was going to be exactly this game in the other direction. Boring. Thir- I thought it was going to be closer. I thought it'd be like thirty to like twenty, but the Chiefs in the lead the whole time. That's kind of what I thought. And they just, they didn't have it. I mean, it, it was like the, it was like the giants Super Bowl with the pa- Patriots where the D line just ran the whole thing. They just controlled the game from the D line. Those yeah, guys were rushing and they were giving them issues. And some of those throws that Mahomes was making some incredible plays, actually like some of those balls where he was throwing it and they were actually getting on target a couple of times. I was like, that's ridiculous. That should have never happened. Um, but yeah. Yeah, the fourth down play on the goal by, by the goal line where his body was horizontal. Um, yeah, that was nuts. That was crazy. I mean, it hit the receiver in the face. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the Bucs were just a better team. They, All they were able to get pressure without without us blitzing. Um, you know, part of that is because of their skill and part of that is uh, uh, a, a lesser offensive line for the Chiefs. So, it, right. you know, combination, but um, they did a great job. They completely took Tyreek Hill out of the game. Right. I would that was have loved problem to last s- time. I would, yeah, he, he was the main reason that they won the time before. I would have loved to see them maybe get a little more creative with Tyreek. They put him in the backfield a couple of times, but um, yeah, they, they just did a great job of taking him away, whether it be double team or they were having 
um, I was I was just listening to this. who were they having? Uh, who I think it was their safety or linebacker. They were having him play. They were almost like shadowing Mahomes, but playing in coverage. So whenever he would break, they would start covering the other receivers. They would like they were prepared for those broken plays, and Mahomes not always to the fault his fault, but they they didn't get any of those no. Well, they made it one-dimensional too. Like to make a team one-dimensional, it's so much easier to play defense because you know what's coming. You know, so that's what they did. And uh, you know, hats off to the Bucks. Congrats, they played great. Um, I don't really know what else to say necessarily. It was pretty, it was pretty one-sided. The defense held them to nine points. Brady's the go. I I I think it can be pretty much summed up in those two. Yeah. I don't so know. okay, let's talk about the the Brady conversation of now he has seven. Can anyone even catch him? I almost think it's an uncatchable record for the next fifty years. I just don't see it happening. Seven Super Bowls is so outrageous of a number for someone to be able to do it. You know, Brady's been in the league over twenty years. He's made the final. Was was he like? Does he have thirteen appearances. Appearance. 10? 10, 10 Super Bowl appearances. Oh my gosh, he's seven of ten. Ugh, it's the worst. He's um, the Bill Walton of the NFL. Bill Walton, or not Bill Walton? Um, different Celtic. <laughs> um, Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Yeah, he's the Bill Russell. He's it's just like you're Russell not getting eleven. Yeah, you're not getting eleven. It's not happening. No, no players getting eleven. No NFL players getting seven. Yeah. Just wrap it up. Mm-hmm. All right, let's look up Jerry Rice records. I mean, there's no chance. It's like those ones. Yeah. Yeah, so Jerry Rice didn't win seven Super Bowls. No, I know. I know. It's just so dumb. Yeah, so like- It is annoying, though, that he won the MVP with 200 yards passing. I understand that it's a quarterback league. Yeah. Why can't you give it to Gronk? Gronk played out of his freaking mind. He had his six catches for 70 yards and two touchdowns. I don't know. Because it would have taken a comet hitting the earth <laughs> to, <laughs> for anyone besides Brady to get the MVP if they won. I, I, I mean, really think... Devin White could have got it too. He, he had eight tackles and four assists and one interception. He played amazing. He ran that defense. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen him give it to the defense there. They held the Chiefs to nine points, three field goals. They didn't score a single touchdown. Gosh. That's so insane. Like, I know we've said uh, t- there's, there's people that are more talented at quarterback than Brady. But I think at this point now, it's like we have to say people can do – better things with their arms and legs, but no one is better at playing quarterback than Brady. I think now that's the new conversation for me. It's like is that true though. Yeah, I think it is. I guess it has be. to be because he's so good at all the other stuff that we just don't understand. We're not there. Yeah, I, my you know, brain is too smooth for that. I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're, we're Neanderthals in this world when it comes to that. Like, I think we just got to say Tom Brady's the best at, quarter, at quarterback as well. He's the best quarterback of all time, and he's the best at quarterback because he's 50 years old and he's winning a seventh championship. It's like, okay, well, there's something's going on here. 
You know, we always we always touted Peyton Manning for his big brain, right? And his giant melon that held that big brain. But Tom Brady's got a big brain, and it's not smooth. Not like mine. Not like yours. So yeah. I think we just might I have to know. say that now. I and I, maybe, I, I hate I don't it. Get it. Why is it? Is he just know. so unlikable too? Like what? He's just so unlikable. He's so annoying. Why is that? I think we're just jaded. I keep trying to just appreciate his greatness because I know that I'm better off for it. And I keep just coming back to being a hater. I don't know. I don't want to be a hater anymore. If someone could explain to me how not to be a hater, that'd be great. Until then, I'm just going to keep. The thing is, it's frustrating. So, football is such a team sport. Right. You know, the Bucs are an amazing team. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady brings that culture maybe he i think it's it's more just like those intangibles that you can't really measure that he brings so i maybe it's that i i don't know man i'm i'm kind of just like at a loss yeah i feel like what else is there more to say i just keep getting more frustrated every time i think about his stat line i get more frustrated and then i gotta just remind myself that he's the go just stop bitching sounds good um (laughs) all right so let's talk about some of the is it super, superfluous stuff? I think that's the right word. Um, let's look it up. Let's see if I'm right. Ancillary? Superfluous. Unnecessary, especially through being more than enough. Superfluous. What is more than enough? More than enough? More than enough bets? More than enough bets. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if that's right ancillary is that it ancillary is like the outsider outer i think i think that's the right word then that's what i'm looking for providing necessary support to the primary activities of their operation or organization not particularly nope. nope all right we're talking about the other shit <laughs> there it is Lane's there it is term got it all right Speak we're talking about the audience we're talking about the other shit so we did uh prop bets as we talked about in the last podcast with our patreon subscribers the five bets were uh Will it be heads or tails? The over-under from the national anthem, um, the color of the Gatorade, the winner against the spread, and the over-under. Um, everyone was required to bet on that. We gave everyone a fake $1,000 to bet on it and allocate over those five bets. Only one bet per, because um, it's too annoying to deal with the other things. So um, everyone did this. Uh, of the Patreons... So, I did the best because blue Gatorade. I was up 785, which is pretty great. A thousand bucks. That's amazing return. It's amazing return because got it hit the heads, right? Heads was flipped from what I understand. Yep. Uh, I got the... You understood that correctly. I, I got the under for the game and blue Gatorade. Blue Gatorade was plus 800. So... I put 100 How on that. How did you come up with blue? You're just like, that seems like a good odd. <laughs> uh, yes. I literally was looking. I was like, eh, I don't really want to do nothing because that's just boring. Purple is the lowest. That just seems like they did some research. It seems implausible. There's a lot of options for blue Gatorade. I like blue Gatorade. It's plus 800. You know, you can have light blue, dark blue. You know, people drink it. It's pretty common. So I figured let's do blue. 
It's funny, blue Gatorade like doesn't have a flavor; it's just blue, like cool mountain ice. <laughs> you I know, it's, shit, though. it's not like lemon or like fruit punch or whatever. It's just like blue. It is the flavor blue. of blue. It's not even a. It's no fruit though. No, no, it's just sugar. Fruit. No, it's just sugar. Just nonsense. Blue shit is is gas though. Blue Jolly Ranchers. Um, Blue lollipops. Blue lollipops. Blue Gatorade. Blue Gatorade. Um, blue uh, Sour Patch Kids. Ooh, dude, those are different. Yep. Um. There's if it, no one's gonna want to listen to this, but there is a podcast um, about food dot like food colors. I think that uh, 99% visible did that's actually pretty uh, good. If, if anyone is interested in blue food, well put. Uh, the second best was Iggy, he was at plus 163. Um, he did well because he bet the box in the bad man, so that's what really helped him the most. Um, what were his bets? Run through them. His was uh, I gotta find it. Tails. Here. Yeah, tails over. Uh, then it was he put four. He put four hundred on like no liquid or water. I think. Yeah. And then uh, the bucks and the over. So literally, the only ones he got right was the bucks. And the over on the anthem. That's all you need, Willie Nelson. Yep. And then uh, Johnny was not great at minus two sixty five out of a thousand. Frazier was even more terrible at not minus last. Seven, not last. Not last. Turns out not, not the worst. Minus seven oh four. Um, I was looking at Tyler's and I was like, wow, this is gonna be easy. He got everything wrong. And then I think he switched one. So <laughs> he got not. Not minus a thousand, but minus seven hundred and fourteen. Nice. So Tyler did pretty bad. So I did the best, but of our patron subscribers, Anthony Del Monte, Iggy did the best. So Phrase, you want to tell him what we've been hiding and keeping secret? You've just won. <laughs> Laundry. Uh, we are giving you Iggy uh, a twenty-five dollar Steam gift card as a congratulations on the uh prop bet page uh congratulations we will be running this next year uh potentially uh wider audience depending on if more people subscribe to patreon <laughs> um no but we definitely do this again next year is a lot of fun um yeah so congrats Iggy. cool thanks so, yeah, on, that congrats on not sucking <laughs> yeah the least the least out of us yeah. hey he made he hey as much as i want to say Iggy made money right you know, he made, he's in the plus, right? That's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Iggy. And I think a lot of us are betting out of pure hatred for Tom Brady. So let's just put that out there that none of us could even do fake bets for Tom Brady. Yes. All of a sudden do fake bets against him for our sanity. All right. Um, let's talk about the halftime show because I found it to be absolutely incredible. I thought it was one of the best halftime shows we've seen in a long time. I thought it was absolute fire. Electric. Electric. He was phenomenal. Yes. Uh, So we were talking about this. You called me actually because of how good this Super Bowl halftime show was. I think what made this year so amazing is they finally catered to the TV audience. Yes. 
they did this wasn't for the fans i'm sure being there was sick um but this was really for the people at home and there are you know 60 million people watching this game or something i don't probably more than that i don't even know how many people watch the super i can look it up a shit ton of people watch it and you know from the comfort of their home and i thought the halftime show was unreal i first of all i i love the weekend just you know for starters so that definitely helped um but the production i was just blown away i couldn't believe how fun it was i i I was almost sad that it was over it went by i don't know i i just thought it was i wanted to keep going honestly like i thought it was so good it was awesome i didn't know what was going on at first there was those like robot people and then all of a sudden they started moving and then they're in that fun maze that stage was was amazing the setup was so nuts like that set was beautiful. That must have taken so much work and effort. And then the choreography for the whole thing to work was sick. And I think what it really comes down to also is just the weekend's music translated perfectly. Like it was really high level, great energy pop music that worked really well. You know, they didn't try and get the back, you know, the Backstreet Boys or the Beach Boys or whatever, you know, they didn't get um the Beach Boys was a post Janet Jack. They were trying to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, was, fix their image terrible. a little bit. They're like, that what's was... the exact opposite of like a young, attractive black woman? Uh I don't know, like four or five old fo- white fogies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the weekend was just so freaking good. Music was great. The set was great. Um, they, they layered it all great. And then how, when he came out onto the, uh, the field, they used the whole freaking field. It just got more epic and epic, but then they would zoom in on him and really make it feel close for the viewing audience at home. Those were the things that like, they, they scaled it out and then brought it back in and then scaled it out and then brought it back in. And the music was overlaid really well. He sounded phenomenal. The music was great. It was just like, they put it all together in a modern way. And I thought it was perfect yeah i agree it was very dynamic there was a lot to it 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 went from you know on top of the stage to in front of the stage to now in the stage stage. and then out in the i it was awesome the way that it flowed each song kind of had a different vibe to it um there was no outfit change so there was no so i mean it was less gimmicky too less goofy it was less gimmicky it was more of like a it was a 30 minute music video is what it was. If you really think about it, it was a 30 minute music video. Cause it was so perfectly orchestrated. Like to set that up is so much work. And I think what, when I was thinking about the performance, when I was just watching it, I was thinking weekend goes, okay, this is my one opportunity to reach the biggest audience of my life and do the biggest, best performance of my career. How do I capitalize and do this as best as I possibly can? And I think he, I think he smashed it out of the park, but he I took agree. the opportunity to do it. You know, he, he just accelerated um, his platform, I think, because of the Super Bowl performance. I thought it was epic. I bet his streaming is way up. It, it was a really catchy, I think even for people who may not be the biggest weekend fans were impressed with yeah. the Super Bowl halftime. I think it's, it is one of, it's probably the best Super Bowl performance that I've seen. Right, that's same. That's the best one I can think of. There might be uh, some Prince. Other was, ones, Prince but... was the only other one that people would argue, I guess. I don't I know. Think last... I didn't see that. We we did. We did. 
it, it was yeah we were just younger it was pretty good it was definitely good i remember that i don't remember it but like i was probably chasing year, around. i think last year's was decent but like it wasn't good like it was fun but it, i don't think it was great yeah well last year they they toyed a little bit with the tv audience yeah. uh with the lady gaga stuff right um you know, having her jumping off the, you know, stuff like that, I think right. made it a little more enjoyable. They're, they're trying to cater to the at-home audience. And I think this year they did strictly were just making, and right. I'm sure being there, it was cool too. Why, why wouldn't it be, you know, con- yeah. first of all, a concert in a stadium like that sucks ass. So <laughs> people don't go to performances at, football right. stadiums because that's the best venue they go there because that fits the most people right same thing with a con you don't see a comic at a football stadium because that's the best venue to see a comic you see right. them there because that is your opportunity to see them because there's another you know hundred thousand people that want to see them so i don't know how the the viewing experience is normally or i i don't think it's great normally i don't know how it was for the super bowl i would imagine it was fine but they really made an effort to, to bump up and, and kind of elevate the performance. So I hope we see this going forward. Yeah. So viewing audience, I looked it up, 96.4 million people watched the Super Bowl on Sunday, which is the lowest legally. viewership. Yeah. Lowest. Well, it's pretty easy to get legally. It's like not, they, you get, they're giving that away. Um, it's all on, trust you know, me, there's still people, I guess. Yeah. It. Yeah, true. But uh, lowest viewership in the last 10 years, though. This was Lo- the lowest? This was lowest. Last year's was 101. 1919, sorry, 2019, Great 98. People need to stop kneeling for the flag. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, right. Freaking, so who cares? I can't, well, I can't even watch it anymore. Those guys kneeling out before the game. <laughs> I can't even watch the rest of the football game. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe people are out there like that? People say that shit and they won't watch. That's like so, such an inconsequential. I know, it's so funny. It's like it has no bearing on football at all. It's it th- if you really hate it, start it three minutes after the game time. Yeah, start it late. I'm all for them. I, I you know, support, you know, yeah. them making a, a statement. I think it's a great way to, you know, sure. raise awareness. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy that people think like that. <laughs> it just does absolutely nothing if for like changing the game of football, it's still the exact same thing. No, yeah. It's still a bunch of like white owners running a team of like, I don't know. There's three black head coaches. Yeah. There's not a ton of diversity in the ownership of football and the coaching of, of football. Right. We'll leave it. We'll leave it there. Um, all right. That brings us to our last topic up for this episode. Frazier, I kind of wanted to bring this topic up to you because, you know, I had some experiences this weekend uh, that, that, that sparked this thought in me. And it was uh, when you're watching the Super Bowl, you're watching this with a lot of people that may not have watched any football the whole year long or watched any sports besides the Super Bowl, because it brings such a viewing audience. So, Frazier, I think we should talk about some etiquette for, for everybody when they're watching a sporting event. What are some important things when watching a sporting event 
for you to do as a viewer? Um, or, or not do? Or what grinds your gears the most? You could take it anywhere. We'll start anywhere. I just want to bring this talk, topic up. I, think it's important. I, for one, love when people ask questions. If they're yes. not sure what's going on, love it. Please ask me all the questions in the world because I will love to give you answers. Yes. I, that, that is awesome. So first, love that. Um, second, I don't know. I guess as long as you're not like really this game was such a snooze fest it's hard to really say because i didn't care all that much <laughs> you know there's certain there's certain times where you know i don't i don't want to talk about whatever for me yeah that i think if it's an intense game i don't want to talk about anything else besides the game right yeah i agree with that if it's a uh, good game i don't want to talk about anything else besides that um, i think the game save a lot of the the talking for timeouts and maybe some commercials if they especially basketball and stuff like that it's so high paced that like you can't really talk about stuff that isn't the game necessarily or also miss most of the game um so i'm fine with talking about stuff that isn't about the game i have a hard time when people say dumb shit about the game or bring in their own anecdotes like well why didn't they do it this way it's like don't you think they fucking thought of that like yeah like like um i think i'm fine with that as long as they respect the response and just not be like well i wouldn't do it that way <laughs> <laughs> like i had someone say okay this was i guess not talking about the game but talking about football in general he was trying to say that he knew what he was talking about and then he said he tried to slide tackle someone in a football game when he was in high school and i said and i wanted to be like that's fucking dumb like, like, of course you couldn't do that. Yeah. Like, someone no would shit. just jump over you. No, he did it. And he got a flag. I'm like, yeah, because that's like, you can't just like tackle people with your feet. And also it wouldn't work very often. Like, you're just an idiot. I don't know if it would be illegal to tackle someone. No, I, don't, I really open don't. Field, in the I, open field, you can't slide tackle someone? I don't think so. I don't same reason you can't. Same reason you can't try and jump someone and kick them in the face. That's a penalty. That's like unnecessary roughness. Maybe a slide tackle is unnecessary reference. I don't think it is. I think it's so inefficient, they <laughs> wouldn't call a penalty on it. Inefficient, sorry. Okay. Why not keep well, the only thing, yeah. I mean, you can't go low on a chop block, but there's no reason that you can't go low on someone in an open field. I guess if you leave, there's. I, I don't know if there's any rules about leading with your spikes. It just doesn't make any sense, but I don't know if it's illegal. Yeah. I don't know. It's illegal for the quarterback because you can't go after the quarterback's knees. Right. But a wide receiver or if someone's yeah. in the open field, you could, it just be stupid because the person would hurdle you because <laughs> and they then are stump a, on your face. A super athlete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're a I, superhero. The, the uh, people in the NFL aren't normal people. Yeah. Or like, oh, uh, th there's just lots of comments about why doesn't he get rid of the ball? And it's like, he's definitely trying to. He can't. He's not holding on to it too long. He literally doesn't have anyone open. 
and he's yeah. giving literally no time to throw it. So like, yes, I'm going to assume he's trying to get rid of the ball. It's just, yeah, that, that stuff is, I hate that. I hate the fake. It's, it's almost like the fake knowledge. Yeah. It's like, you don't actually know. So like, don't talk about it. Like if you know what you're talking about, I don't mind, but when you can tell that someone doesn't have the knowledge, don't try and pretend like you do. I, yeah. And it goes back to your first point, which I think is very important. You said first is ask questions. If you know someone who knows more about a sport, who watches it every single week, ask them questions because I, we know we watch football every week. We understand a lot of the rules. If, this person that was saying all these comments doesn't know what a safety is. Yeah. A safety, this safety or a defensive player safety. Okay. This. That dance. Got it. The dance. The dance. Yeah. Safety dance. The, the tutin comments. I can dance if you want to. You can be no friends of mine. Because my friends don't dance. And if they don't dance, then they're no friends of mine. That's, that's... You know that dance? Just... I don't know, but you killed it. You should look up the safety dance, one of the greatest music videos of all time. It rivals the weekend's halftime performance. Don't look this <laughs> up right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I agree. It's I love questions and I love answering questions. Love um, it. and I think it's okay to not say stuff. I think that's important to be said. Um, etiquette when watching sports, it varies on how many people are in the room. If there's three or less the dynamic changes greatly. If there's three or more, the dynamic is much more out of control. So how how so? So what do you mean by that? So if you have two people watching a game and they're watching the game pretty intently and there's not a lot of talking going on because usually you're talking about the game when it's just two people or you're shooting shit about something, but most of the time you're kind of able to just focus in on the game a little bit more when there's less people. If you're that third person coming in, you should read the room. I think that's an important thing. Um, Sounds like you might be speaking for some experience. <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely. No. This is a hypothetical. No, you're right. This is easily a hypothetical. Easily a hypothetical. I don't know. I just think. I do get what you're saying. The, the fake expertise. The fake is expertise is that's what I want to talk about. It's the fake expertise I can't deal with more than anything else. It's frustrating, especially when the game isn't going the way you want it to, because you're already slightly frustrated. So like the last thing you want is to be like explaining why, like how this person is wrong, but you're not in a good mindset because you're just frustrated. Right. So I think that plays a part of it, but I totally know what you're saying. The the faked expertise just in general is very off-putting. Yeah. It's a bad vibe. It really brings down the vibe big on big about the vibe. Cause like, I like talking, I like talking about dumb shit in the game. Like, like I like talking about, you know, someone's got a dumb tattoo or something, you know, someone's got the barbed wire still or yeah, being whatever being silly. I love that. Um, but don't try and, you know, Monday morning. uh, DeJounte Murray's, um, Maybe basketball tattoo. Oh yeah, that thing is brutal. Ninja Turtle tattoo. Oh. I'm not quite sure what it is. No one knows what it is. But yeah, that's the most important thing. Is just know your lane, know your role. Everyone's got a good role when it comes into like these watching sporting events. Someone's role might be to say the funny comment, quick jab joke. One person's maybe ask more questions. One person maybe knows more about the sport and is supposed to help other people. If you're the person who knows more about it, don't also look 
don't talk down to people. That's fucking rude. No, nah, I don't like that. Don't talk to people like, oh, you don't know. No, yeah, they don't. If they're asking questions. If yeah. they're asking questions and they're engaged, that is like my favorite thing because mm-hmm. that means you are putting some effort into something that I thoroughly enjoy watching. So, so yeah, it's I was just, say, it adds to it. Here's the cutest thing ever. I, you know, I had a friend who doesn't watch much sports, but he wanted to get into football. So he texts me uh, during the Bills Chiefs game and he goes, Hey, so we're watching the game because I know you really like sports and I want to understand it more when I watch it with you. So I'm watching the game and I might have a couple of questions for you. I almost started crying. I was like, that's literally the cutest thing anyone's ever said to me. I was like, thank you so much. You care about me and our friendship. This is amazing. Yeah. It was really, really sweet. And so like that energy it. is like, I love it. That's the best Good energy vibes. ever. Good vibes. It's like, I'll totally watch sports with that person like all day, every day. But the other person, that other vibe, no dice. So let me know how this goes on the vibe scale. Mm. I decided to change it up a little bit this year with my uh, appetizers. Hell yeah. All right. Hear me out. Yeah. Went a little healthy. Yeah, no, that's fine. I respect it. Roasted cauliflower. Yo, keep going. Roasted broccoli with fire salt from Bageland. Oh, hell yeah. And jalapeno cornbread. Vegan jalapeno cornbread. Dude, those are still all absolutely acceptable. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely acceptable and absolutely en fuego. So this, um, I guess, high vibes. Super. High vibes. Good vibes. Good, good vibes. vibes. Good healthy vibes only. Nice. Good healthy vibes. Because, it, But it's all still appropriate to eat. The only issue is it is for foods. It is for a little forky. You, know, you kind of have to have a fork for that situation. But it yeah. is easy. It's easy, though. It's easy to eat. See, I personally, I treat them like chips. Like mm, I'll pick up a broccoli the same way I would pick. I don't really need a fork. I, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm already. I plan on getting a little oil on my fingers with that. Fair. So I want to shout out. I, I want to shout out Coley Scribbles. Nicole made an absolutely fire uh, cauliflower with uh, arrowroot. I think it was flour with barbecue sauce. Ooh. they were so good. So they're gluten-free because it's not, you know, it's not actually flour. Yeah. So they were kind of breaded. Yeah. Gluten-free gluten vegan. Mm-hmm. Dude, same. It was so freaking good. They were, Love they it. were the best thing all Super Bowl for me. That was the were best they thing. Bites? Were they deep fry? How were they prepared? I think they were just so wait, baked. Cauliflower what? It was like cauliflower Cauliflo- with a coating of arrowroot and barbecue sauce. So the coating is like the flour, like yeah, in, as water, if, like it's to like deep water fried. Yeah, it's like deep fried, but instead of deep fried, you just bake it. I think. Oh, cool! Love it, dude. That was amazing. It was like it was like buffalo bites, dude. With exactly. Yeah, it was so freaking good. That was the best thing I had all Super Bowl. It's the best vibes I had for Super. Bowl. I was just kept thinking about them. Nice. I just wanted to keep eating them. Love dude, it, dude, I would have loved to eat your broccoli and your cauliflower. It sounds phenomenal. Really, it was pretty good. Easy, super easy to make, but the jalapeno cornbread, I was, you know, it did need to go in the oven a little longer, but uh, I, I, it's still first time. I felt like it was a, it was a big success. All right. I want to bring something up. We're kind of done talking about sports. I have like one other food thing I want to bring up to you is our family like never had, we always had beef tenderloin. We never had pork tenderloin and pork yeah, tenderloin is fire. No, not really, dude. 
No, when we would have a family event, you would get a beef tenderloin because yeah, that is better. I feel like pork tenderloin is super sleeped on though. Like pork it's tenderloin very is very good and it's very cheap. It's like five dollars yeah. for two people, basically. Yeah, like a full they are tenderloin. Good. I used to get like them a lot, bucks. dude. There's I used to get them a lot. Also, why why is anyone ever eating a pork chop when you have a pork tenderloin? I would literally never eat a pork chop if a tenderloin was an option. Ever. I wouldn't really eat a pork chop. I, I've had a couple of ones at a restaurant that were really they're, good. Typically, they're too tough. They're too tough. And pork tenderloin <clears throat> is so easy to cook. You literally put it in the oven for however long you need to. Uh, dude, we put it, like last night we did, was a pork tenderloin with carrots and onions around it. Ooh. And we just left it in the oven for as long as it needed to. Dude. Cause then the pork juice kind of came out and they soaked in the carrots yeah. and it was just, I just think pork tenderloin sleep on slept on. I, I think that need to be brought up. Pork tenderloin is really good. It, it's great. Pretty much wherever, you know, grill. Oven, yep, great on grill. Um, you know, uh, you could do even like a slow cooker with it. Talk to me. Pretty good. That's all I got. Big, big fan. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. Done talking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's good. All right, so this so is probably, this is our last episode of, about football for a while. Uh, we're going to be transitioning. Good over job, to basketball. Tom Brady. Yeah, congrats, I guess. Um, thank you. Let's just you know, we'll shout out all the patron subscribers. Thank you f- for all our patron subscribers. Um, we couldn't do what we do if it wasn't for you guys, Iggy, uh, Char, not Char- <laughs> Iggy, Tyler. Tyler, and Johnny. Thank you guys for supporting this podcast. We appreciate it. Iggy, watch out for that twenty-five dollar gift card. Um, also, please go to our social media channels, The Master of Mediocrity. Uh, we appreciate everyone who follows us on there. Uh, Preach. Anything else? You good? Yeah, I'm going to plug uh, Dogecoin. Uh, <laughs> Doge. Everyone invest. Hold. Hold. Hold the line. Hold Dogecoin, the line the Doge. hold the line. It's a, people's, it's a people's crypto. All right. Everyone out there in podcast land, have a good night. Peace. Peace.